Welcome to Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarno, a weekly podcast from Relevant Church in Daytona Beach, Florida. We pray this message helps you connect to God as you find your place, reveal your purpose, and unlock your potential. Let's head live to Pastor Chris for today's powerful message. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Hallelujah. God is so good. Hey, let's look at Matthew. Matthew 6.30. Passion. We're going to keep rolling. We've been talking about the kingdom, what the kingdom does, how the kingdom works, kingdom principles, kingdom access. Now, when we're saying kingdom, remember when we talked about this? It's God's rule and reign and how he does life. Does that make sense? It's how God does things. We have a king that's over the kingdom. Okay? If we got a king over the kingdom, guess what? Kingdom rules are in the earth based upon the churches enforcing them. Because this is how the king wants it to go. That's the problem with church. There's not, like everybody, well, this is what we think, and this is what we think. They know what we think. We have a king. He has a kingdom. We all live in the kingdom of the king. If you're a believer, he said, you're little kings. <laughs> that's what he said. He said, that's what he said. He said, he is the king of kings. You little kings. He's the big king. I don't have an opinion. People all the time, Pastor Chris, what do you think? I don't have an opinion about nothing. I just got the word of God. That's all I got. And if, I, if the word of God doesn't have it in there, I'll just tell you maybe this is, but that all I have is the word. The kingdom of heaven is simple. But everybody tries to take it and kind of move it around to get it to work on their behalf, and you can't do that. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't think we have to do this. No, no, no. The king said, this is how it rules. This is what's going on right now. America, right now, right? You have a lot of stuff going on. People like a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Everybody's up, down. No, no, no. What the king say? Just go to the king. Not your opinion, not your denomination, not where you came from, not your, not your diocese, not your doctrine. I don't want to hear none of that stuff. What's the Bible say? Because you can't, you, I'm not arguing about the word of God. There's no argument. It's, it's, it's simple. Here it is. You either do it or you don't do it. And if you don't want to do it, don't try to tell me that it ain't what it said. I know what it said. You read it. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, I think this. Nobody asked you what you think. No offense. Nobody asked me what I think, do you? Right? They said, hey, this is what the king said. Has God ever come to you and said, hey, I think I want to go do this. What do you think about it? Anybody? Anybody? Has anybody, God just called you up? Hey, it's me, God. I just want to ask you a question. You think this would be okay to do this right now? No, because God doesn't really care what we think. He consoles us and he's compassionate, but... He's going to do what he wants to do, and he wants his kingdom done in the earth. Isn't this good? So now you really got to start getting going. We got to look at kingdom principles. What does this mean for me and you? How do we overcome this stuff? But one of the things I started catching was this. I said, man, when you start living in the kingdom, you start overriding the worry and concerns of life. And that is the biggest thing of all that kind of got me is this. is like the kingdom of heaven is principles that... It's kind of like the children of Israel. You know, they were going to go take the promised land. They were going to go see the blessing of God. They were going to go where God took them. God took them through all that pain, 
all that suffering, all that wild craziness, and took them to the greatest place they could possibly go. You're going to make it to the promised land. And all of a sudden, they started looking at the problems. They started looking at the situation. They started looking at walled cities, giants. These are obstacles. Oh, my God, what a mess. And right before the victory, they failed to see what God was trying to show them, and they had a different sight because they couldn't see the kingdom of heaven within that Caleb and Joshua were able to see because they said, we are able to go do this thing. And everybody else like, we ain't able to do nothing, man. This is crazy. Caleb and Joshua could see the kingdom of heaven even though the earth kingdom didn't look nothing like it. And that is one of the biggest things me and you have to do. We got to be able to see the kingdom of heaven within the obstacles you're going to face in the earth. And one of the obstacles we caught last week was this, man, you can't worry about life. Man, worry is contagious, man. It's trying to get you. You see it. You put on the news. Oh, my God. We're worried about everything. We're worried about this, and we're worried about that, and we're worried. I mean, come on, guys. I filled up the car yesterday. I was laughing, right? I went over there. I was like, praise be to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Like, it is like, you know, you're creeping up, and and you're going to be there before you blink, and you're starting to go, Wow, you know, you, I laughed. I literally got out, grabbed the pump, and laughed. Not because of I was happy, because I was like, I cannot believe what is going on here, right? And you just go, wow, and then you go, whoa, and then you put the news on, you're like, whoa, and it's whoa, and it's whoa, and it's whoa, and it's whoa, and then work, and then life, and then this, and then that, and a Dow Jones, and this thing, and that, and up, and now all of a sudden you're like, whoa. And if you're not careful, this thing will come and catch you, and when it catches you, it kind of grabs you to a point you're like, hey, man, Maybe I'm over-concerned about things here because obstacles are facing me that I don't know how to handle. What do I do? So worries all around. And look what he says here in Matthew chapter 6 and 3. You know we were here last week. So, so it's really good. I want Yeah, and the passion. I think it's really good. So if God has closed the meadow, look at this, right? Right? With the hay, right? Which is for a short time, then dried up and burned. He's saying, look, if God took care of the grass in the field, can he take care of you? Won't he provide for you clothes you need, even though you live in such a time of what? You lo- even though you live with such little faith. Come on, right? Now, what happens is this, and I'm not, I'm not picking on us, but I'm saying this. We got to understand this. The only way we're going to overcome worry is we got to up our faith. Okay, is that all right? Worry is like the reciprocal, because you got to understand, faith has a reciprocal called fear. And worry is one of the children of fear. See it? That's what worry is. Worry. I'm worrying about it. I don't know what I'm going to do. What am I going to do? How's this going to work out? Listen, everybody has, there's nothing wrong with having a, a, a concern. I'm not asking you to walk around with unconcern like you're aloof and you don't care. That is not what I'm saying. You have to have common concerns, but you can't allow your common concerns to create worry. Is that okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, hey, I'm a little concerned about this situation. You might be concerned about family stuff. You might be concerned about something with the doctor. But look, I cannot let common concern turn into worry, fear, and fret. Now I got a problem. Because I got to sooner or later lean on God. And once I lean on God, I know he can overcome this stuff. So look what he says. So he goes on to say this stuff. And Jesus is so good. Look at verse 30. Look at 31. So then do what? Forsake your worries. So he tells right now. He's like, look, man, get rid of them. Forsake them, leave them behind. But that's easier said than done, ain't it? Like, you know, you ever like leave worry, walk away, and it's got like a string attached to it, and it like clunkety clink clink, it's like following you. It's like, hey, I put that worry down. It's like, why are you still following? Worry, go away, worry, go away, worry. He stops, like, 
You stop long enough and go, oh, good, it stopped. All right, it's good, I fixed it. No, you didn't. He's following you. Doesn't stop. Look what he says. So forsake worry. Why would you say? And that's when I caught it. Check it out. It's trying to get in your mind and it's trying to get out of your mouth. That's what it's trying to do, man. Worry is trying to get in your mind and what? Eventually come out of your mouth. Why would you say all these things? Don't worry. Think about this. Watch. Write this down. Watch what you're thinking and speaking. That's where worry slips in. And watch your mouth because that's where fear slips out. Gotta watch it. It's trying to get in your ears. You know what I'm saying? And you guys got it. You business guys know, business ladies, you know, right? Everybody numbers. Oh, I got guys, all they live by is numbers. They don't care about nothing but not they had a meeting every day. My one buddy, they have a meeting every morning. All they talk about is numbers. That's it. Every day it's numbers. No, nobody care about thi- where's the numbers? What, where are we at? Numbers. That's it. You know, you know what I'm talking about, guys. So if you're in that kind of environment, everything's numbers. And you wake up like, oh, my God, I'm scared to, like, hear numbers today. I'm worried about this. And some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you don't know what I'm talking about. Some of you know, like, oh, God in heaven. I don't know. Listen, it's trying to get in. But I like what he said. Let's look at that. He said, what? He said watch what? Why in the world are you going to say these days, watch this, why would you say? I thought about it. It's trying to get in your thinking so it could slip out of your mouth and you're speaking. Worry gets in your mind and then it slips out of your mouth through your fears. Did you see it? Come on. Worry does what? Tries to get in my mind so it could slip out of my mouth through fear. You ever been around a constant worrier? Come on. anybody? Don't raise your hand if you are one. <laughs> but you ever been around a constant worrier? Come on, man. Y'all lying. You're probably sitting next to him, right? You ever been around a worry person? I'll tell you, want to hear about my worry person stories? I've been, I've, I, this is why I am not taking a mission trip with any of you people. I love you. I love you all. I love you. Listen to me. I'm being serious. I love you all. And I, I really care about you. But I'm not going on mission trips with most of you. Because they, I went once, a couple times. They start complaining the minute you get on the plane. The one lady, I was ready to leave her in India. I was like, you just need to stay here. It's 110 degrees. We're going to India in the summer. Did you think it was going to be cool? Did you think anything about this trip was going to be kind of crispy? You should bring a jacket. It's 112. It's so hot. Really? Do you know how close this place is to the equator? Did we do this in the trip? Come on, look, right? And they complained from the bus. To, I said, I, I'm going early, just preaching and leaving. No, what I'm saying is this. I'll go to a mission trip with you guys. You know what I'm saying. People just sometimes in their environment, that's all they do is complain. You got that one friend you call up, they complain about everything. Tell the truth. You don't even want to pick up the phone when they call. Why? Because you know when they call, all it's going to be is, have you ever done this? You just put it on mute and let them talk. And while they're talking, having a conversation with themselves, you're like, praise be to God. I'm glad I'm not part of this because this is a worry fest at its best. Come on, somebody. Put your hands together. Tap your neighbor and say, we're getting out of worry. Let's go. Tap your neighbor and say, we're getting out of worry. Stop worrying about it. Next time they start worrying, go, let's pray about it. They will not call you no more. If you, yeah, no, I can show you how to get out of this. The next time they go, let's pray. Soon as they start talking, let's pray right now. That's it. You can't go on for three hours. 
God, did we give it to God? See, no, look, I'm, I'm not, listen, I'm not being hard against people's feelings. I love you, but we got to lean on the Lord, man. What is worrying going to do? Can't add nothing to it. Can't take nothing away. Jesus said, you can't even worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow, you don't even know. Yesterday, you can't fix. Can't worry about what you did, and you can't worry about what you're going to do. All you got is today. You can't worry about what you did. What good is worrying going to do about your past? Besides create regret. Amen. I should have did this. I should have did that. Ah, forget it. You know what they should do? Be a catalyst to live your best life today. That's right. All you got is 24. Make it the best 24 you ever had in your life. Look at yesterday and say, man, I jacked up 73 to 83. I had one guy. He was high for like 30 years, man. He was not kidding. His mother, he called his mother. The guy was 50-some-odd years old. Remember Rick? They used to live in the back over there. He was in the thing. He come out of the woods. He's like, you got to talk to my mother. You got to talk to my mother. I'm like, dude, you're 50 years old. You want me to talk to your mommy? Like, what do you mean? This lady seriously was like, look, when I picked up the phone, I say, how are you, ma'am? How are you doing? She said, you don't realize what a miracle he is. I said, what do you mean? Yeah. She said, he was high yeah. for 30 years. I never talked to him straight. Amen. He was shot out, like living in the woods, like shot out. He turned it around, man. I was like, it was, I was like, oh my God. He don't remember. He said, I don't remember like 73 to 83 or something. It was funny. I laughed. I was like, bro, that's 20 years. He goes, I don't know what happened. <laughs> Can you imagine not? But guess what? If you woke up every day and started thinking about what we squandered, what we missed, regret, you wouldn't even live in today. You would lose every minute of life. You can't do nothing about yesterday, and you sure ain't going to be nothing to do about tomorrow. Stop worrying about it. Stop fretting about it. Cast your care around the Lord, and let's get this thing going. Come on, amen. Live your best 24 today. Here's why. Look what he says. I like this. Look at this. Look at verse 32. Man, this is big. This is where you get this thing, and you got to pull this in. Look at it. He said, for what is the, for that is what the unbelievers chase after. That's not how we're supposed to respond. We're not supposed to be worrying. We got a heavenly father. You got to get this identity thing right. This is what I wrote down. God's people are supposed to think differently than the unbelievers. It's our job. Look what it says in Psalms 37, 7, right? And I want you to do this. This is big. Psalms 37, 7. This is big, but you got to get this right. We got to think differently. Why? Because here's the thing. We could get messed up. We're supposed to think different than the unbelievers because one of the greatest things me and you can get an understanding of, and I think it's huge, is this, is that if you're not careful, what happens is sometimes we start losing sight of, of, of this. We worry kind of makes us or creates an atmosphere where you can actually lose sight of God as a fatherly, caring person. And that's the most important thing God doesn't want to do. So basically, worry is losing sight of God's fatherly care. Did you write that down? Worry is losing sight. Before we get to Psalm 37, worry is doing this. It is really doing this. this is what, write this down for all the note takers. If you're tweeting it, whatever, you can tweet this stuff. It's good for you, right? Here's what happens. Worry is losing sight of God's fatherly care. Because it's making me think like unbelievers do. Well, God doesn't care. What's the first thing that happens when you get in worry? God don't care. What does God don't care? Remember they're on the boat? Hey, we're going to the other side. Let's take a boat ride. Jesus is like, I'm taking a nap. <laughs> Water starts flying over the side. They start flipping out. Oh, my God. What's the first thing they say? Don't you care we perish? 
What's the first thing you and I do when obstacles arise following God? Don't you care, God? Don't you know what I'm going through following you? Come on. Don't you know, God? I've been going to church. You ever give God your resume? Like when things start going bad? You ever do that? You know, like, I go to church every Sunday and Wednesday. When we had Wednesday, I went Wednesday. I watch online. I give. So I give. I gave him that. I'm going to punch Pastor Chris in the head when I see him. We're giving. It's going to be great. Your life's going to be great. I know Tuesday and Wednesday, some of you are looking for me. Like, I'm a, if I seen him right now in public, I'll punch him right in his nose. Tell me, good, great, God, this, that. I'm mad. God, bah. <laughs> right? What do we do? We get a little messed up. Look what Psalm 37, 7 says. You got to read this. Check this out. This will help you. What? Quiet your heart in his presence and pray. Woo! Quiet your heart in his peace. That's, that's that be still and know that I'm God. But how about this? Quiet your heart. Can you, can you come on, man? It can get chaotic. Can it not get chaotic internally sometimes? <laughs> right? Give me an amen. You're the only one telling the truth. Everybody on the other side of the building is lying. Come on. It's true. I'm following God. It don't get chaotic. I'm pastoring the church. Trust me. I give God my resume. My, I, give, I give him the, my thesis on why. I pastor the church, God. This should not be going on in my life. I'm here serving your children. Come on, Jesus. <laughs> Where'd you go? Come on. Why, why has thou forsaken me? That's what I want to know. No, you didn't go nowhere. You got to learn how to quiet your heart and pray and what? Keep hope alive. What? As you long for God to come through for you. And don't think for a moment that the wicked in their prosperity is going to overcome you. They ain't got it better than you. They ain't got it better than you. Oh, everybody starts comparing. True. They don't have no problems. True, true, true. You know what I mean? Then they start looking at all the other. Look at all those people got all that stuff. They got just as big of problems. You know, I, you know, you do this as a church guy. You know, like you know, let's just be transparent. You know, you got a church with a couple hundred people. You're like, oh yeah. So then I go see these guys with like ten thousand people. You know what I mean? Like ten thousand people is a lot of people, but they got them. It's legit on the books. You know what I did? I looked around the room. I was like, this guy's got the same problems I got, just at a bigger scale. That's all. I got five people causing a problem. He's got 50 people causing a problem. Another guy's got 500 people causing a problem. You know what I'm saying? I got five parking lot spaces problems. He's got 50 parking lot spaces. The guy with five, that Joel Osteen, he stays up all night long. That cat, now I know why he's so happy. It's he's got to, why? Because it's probably the only time that guy's got peace. You got like 40,000 people over there. It's like, he's, he's half unconscious, that cat. Why? Because you have stuff coming at you all the time. Guess what? Everybody's problems are, are, are at a different level. You might have $5 problems. I got guys, payroll, oh my, their payroll freaked me out. I was like, you got to come up with that every week? And there's somebody in this room, that's not a lot of money. But to me, I was like, that's a lot of money. Every week, you're, yeah, I got to come up with that. And if you tell people this, they go, oh, my God. You might have $5 problems, $50 problems, $5 million problems, but guess what? You can't compare your level of worry to somebody else's. Everybody's worried about something if you're not careful. So what do you got to do? Get it in right place and overcome it and leave it in God's hands. Otherwise, you're going to get worried about stuff. And guess what? You can't do nothing about it. This is where trust kicks in, and you got to sooner or later start trusting God, or you're going to trust in yourself. You're going, what are you going to do? Oh, my God. You're going to put the news on and stay up all night. Right. Okay. Don't. Mm -hmm. 
You got to understand the kingdom of heaven doesn't come with this stuff. So here we go. Worry, write this down. Worry is constantly going to create a trust problem for you. Look at Proverbs 3 and 5. You can stay in the passion. I love it. Don't lose your heavenly fatherly identity. The unbelievers got, where am I going to get to eat? You ain't an unbeliever. My father in heaven provides. You know, I got this one guy. (laughs) Don't get mad at me. But they're a little bit of an alarmist for me. I can't, I don't know, I'm bad. <laughs> so I'm like, what are they doing? They're like planting, you know, I told you this last week, like people really think the end of the world's coming, so they're planting stuff in the backyard, which might be true. Okay, take a chill. Don't get mad, don't write me a letter and don't get mad at me. I'm a really nice guy. But I'm like, <laughs> I'm thinking like, bro, I'm gonna probably starve and die if it comes down to me planting some. <laughs> that is not a negative confession. Did I say that slow enough for you to catch me? Let me do it all over again. Everybody, this is not a negative confession. But if I have to go plant something in the backyard and live off of that, I might as well just go home now. Because it ain't going to happen, bro. I don't know nothing about putting a seed in the ground like that. I don't know what's up, okay? So all you people like, hey, if that, that, that ain't, no, that is not my talent, all right? So I'm looking at it, and I'm like, what are these people doing? Well, they're getting ready for Armageddon or something like that. I'm believing God for Chick-fil-A to fall out of the sky if something goes down. How about you? Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen like manna? Manna, you know, manna was like, you know, quail and bread. How about like, yo, Burger King? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How about a Big Mac? Glory to God. You know what I'm saying? Like, let it just come out the sky. Taco Bell just fall out the sky. Glory to God. Hey, listen, man, you're going to live by faith. You can't be worried about all that stuff. You could prepare. You understand? I don't know. Be prepared if you want to prepare. And I understand you got to prepare. I'm not being like silly. But you get what I'm saying? Are you pulling this in? We got to live by faith. I want to I wanna have the thing. But guess what? You got to live by faith too. You got to say, God, I don't know what tomorrow holds, but I know you're holding tomorrow. Come on, right? I don't know what's up, but I know this what? If it comes down to me, somebody will ring the doorbell and bring me dominoes. Glory to God. Why? Because I'm going to eat and survive, and you're going to be the reason why. You're going to provide for us. You ain't going to figure out, hey, well, all water's running out. You see that big thing now? Now they don't think they got enough water. Look, if there ain't enough water, Jesus is coming back, bro. He ain't going to leave you here without supply. He isn't going to leave you out here without no stuff to supply and take care of you. He said forever. But here's the thing. If I start worrying, guess what I do? I start losing trust. Look what this says. Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. What? With all your heart, rely on him to guide you. And he will lead you in every decision you make. Become intimate with him. Look at this. He's saying what? Get close to God. When you get worried coming around, go get closer to God. When you get these separations because you get a little nervous, get closer to God. Come on. What would happen if worry showed up and you started praising God? Come on. Because this is what happens, right? Worry is connected to, every, every thought is connected to a feeling. All your thoughts are connected to feelings. That's why words have, have, have more emotional, uh, have more emotional um, connection. Did you get that? You know what I'm saying? Is that okay? Did you pull that in? I was messing with the kids, you know, because they were talking goofy. You know, kids talk goofy. And I said, uh, and I was, I, was, I was getting on them, and I said, um, I said, uh, you know, I was telling, I was like, your words are really, really important. You know what I mean? So I'm in the car, and I, and I come up with this stuff. I said, that's why they call it spelling. I said, you're either positively speaking over your life or you're casting spells over your life. 
So they, I said, Google it. Siri couldn't figure it out, but I'm smarter than Siri. So we'll just leave it alone. But I said, no, you're talking either positive. You're either saying something positive about your life that's releasing an atmosphere that you cannot see, or you're speaking something negative and you're releasing an atmosphere you don't want to receive. Your words are powerful. So you keep letting worry out of your mouth. What do you think your atmosphere is going to be? Worry. You ever go in a room, somebody fighting? Not you guys, of course, but you ever go in a room where there's been a difference and you walk in the room and you were not present and you walk in and go, Ooh, it's funky in here. <laughs> like, hey, you're like, something happened in here. Uh, hey, I don't, <laughs> I don't, uh, I, I'm glad I wasn't here when that went down. Why? <laughs> Why? Yeah, you know, because it's like, it's weird in there. Like, you know, you ever, like, you just get in an atmosphere. Yeah, words create atmosphere. Worry creates an atmosphere. Don't worry, cast your cares. Now, look, I want you to just look at this. Look what he says here. He says, don't look at this. Be in, become intimate with him in whatever you do. He'll lead you wherever you go. Don't think for a moment that you know it all. Right? Isn't that good? For wisdom comes when you adore him with what? Undivided devotion and avoid everything that's wrong. Ain't that good? You know what that means? Get rid of it. That's all that means. Hey, let's look at this. Let's go to, uh, I want to read this in the message. It reads really clear. Philippians Philippians 4, 4 in the message is really, really, really strong. We got to chase after God's kingdom. You know what I mean? It's really, really important. And then I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some things. Rick Warren, uh, I kind of stole this, so it's, I, I should have probably never given him credit, but praise God. <laughs> Whether you like him or not, I don't really care, but I took some of his stuff, right? Because he, he, gave, he gave that principle of first. I like it. What does it mean to seek first? And I'm going to give it to you in a minute, right? So check this out. Celebrate God all day, every day. I mean, what? Revel in him. Make it as clear, make it as, clear as you can to do all you meet that you're on, your, on their side. What? Everybody right there. Working with them and what? Not against them. Help them see this. That what? The, about the master. This is really good, though. What? He's about to arrive. He could show up at any minute. Watch this next part, though. This is where I wanted to get to. Just keep going. Don't fret or worry. Set a worrying, pray. That's where I want you to get. So when next time you start worrying, the moment it gets in your head, I'm going to pray about it. Is that good? Is that cool? And it just gets there. Like, what am I going to do? Oh, my God, the money. Oh, my God, Dow Jones. Oh, my God. Uh, stop. God, you got it. Out of your mouth. God, you got it. Right? As soon as it hits, get it out of your mouth. As soon as it gets in between your ears, let it out of your mouth. Hey, I don't care if you look weird. Just praise God. Find a set point to get it out of your head. Look, it gets even better. Look at that. Let's see that. Let your petitions and praises shape your worries into prayers. Oh, my God. Did you see that? Leave it up there. Leave it up there. You got to ingest it. Come on, get this. Did you get it? What am I supposed to do? So check it out. See what it said? So petitions are just fancy prayers. That's all it is. Right? Right? Instead of worrying, pray. Okay, I got it. Let petitions and what? So let your prayers and your praises shape your worries into prayers. Letting God know your concerns before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness, everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Man, ain't that good? Go back to the first part, though. Let him see that. Let him just see that, right? Woo! Don't fret. Don't worry. Okay, I got it. 
point one. Don't fret. Don't worry. Got it. What am I supposed to do? Oh, God, what am I supposed to do? Right? Which first, that's the first thing. I, okay, I'm not supposed to worry. What do you want me to do? I got a little attitude if you haven't figured this out yet with God sometimes. You're like, okay, great. No, okay, don't worry. Now, what are we supposed to do? Okay, pray. Okay, then my next answer would be, the message answered all my questions. I'd be like, yeah, how, how am I supposed to pray? How am I supposed to pray about this? You don't act like this? Yes, you do. <laughs> right? So now, how am I supposed to pray? Okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to put your prayers and your praises, and I want you to take your worries, and I want you to wrap them in prayers and give them to me. Ooh. Ain't that good? You got it? So you're like, what am I going to do with these kids? Put them in a little ball. Here's my little prayer, God. Take care of these kids. Boop. There you go. What am I going to do with the money? Oh, my God, the money. Boop. What am I going to do about the job? Put in a little prayer. Boop. Give it to God. Remember I told you last week? Write them down. Ball them up. Put them in a bin. I don't care how you do it. Get it. Write this down. We're ready to go. You can hit it. Watch this. Here's the thing. So I, I, was, I was really looking at this. I was like, how am I going to tell these people to really seek God? I like this. Rick Warren said this. He gave an analogy. How do you seek first the kingdom? He said, I broke it down like this. First. Right? So he put the word first. Right? You're going to think about seek first the kingdom. So in this thing, he put first. He said, number one, here it is. The first place we, we get to know God or how do we know God's first how do you know God is first in your life? He gave this analogy. F-I-R, right? Give it all. Got it? You got it? So number one, first thing, the F stands for your finances. How do you know God's everything is when God is God? If you want God to bless your finances, even during difficult seasons, you must tithe. Sorry, there's no alternative to it. That's how you know he's first. Your money doesn't change with God no matter what your worries are taking you. This is what, I really like this. It was good. The second one was this, because we're going to make time, is your interest. Put him first in your hobbies, your career, and your recreation, giving God first consideration in every decision. Isn't that good? It's really a good quick analogy. I was like, okay, God's, is God, put, seek first the kingdom. How do I know God's first? Well, he's first in my finances, and he's first in my interests. I thought it was simple, because you'll remember this, right? Are your interests God first? Uh, did you get the, did you get the, I don't want to rush. So here. Right? If you want God to bless you in your finances, even during difficult seasons, you got to keep him first by what you're giving. You got it? Second one was this, your interests. Putting him first in your hobbies, your career, your recreation, give God first consideration in every decision. Isn't that good? Here goes the R, relationships. Put him first in your family, your marriage, and your friendships. Is God first in your marriage? Is God first in your relationships, right? You got it? Finances, interests, relationships, what else? Come on. S, your schedule. Give him the first part of every day. Get up. This is what he said. I just, I, I stole it. I told you this. Get up, sit on the side of your bed every morning and say, God, if I don't get anything else done today, I just want you to know I love you a little bit more and I want you to know you a little bit better. Isn't that cool? He's like, my schedule, my schedule. If your schedule is God first, everything else is going to fall in place. Or tell you what, it might not fall in place, but you know what? I ain't going to care. <laughs> I'm going to be so shot out in God, I'll start laughing at crazy stuff. Like, I don't know what you're going to do with this mess, but praise be to God, you got it. Amen. He got it. <laughs> yes, he does. I tell you, he got it. 
You ever just laugh? Yeah. Like how in the world am I? I go nuts thinking about this stuff all day long. You got to take it. He got it. Laugh at the devil. That's what Brother Hagin used to do. He said, somebody got to lean over the rails of heaven and laugh at the devil. Ha, 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 ha. I said, he crazy. He leaned over. He said, ha, 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 ha. So then you just got to laugh at the devil. Just laugh at him. I said, Brother Hagin, you losing it. Roxy was there when I was there. Ha, ha. He started out like this. Ha, ha, ha. You know, it gets contagious after a while. So then you start laughing like, ha, ha. Yeah, ha, 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 ha. Ha. You ain't going to beat me. I don't lose. I don't quit. I'm going to win. Look at this last one. You ready for this? And the last one is beside your schedule, your troubles. You need to turn to God first when you have a problem. Prayer should never be the last resort. It should be your first choice. Just remember those things. Next time you think about it, first. Is God first? Is first in my finances? Is he first in my interests? Is he first in my relationships? Is he first in my schedule? And is he the first person I turn to when trouble hits my life? You can always, you look at your hand, right? Is he first? Is he first? I think the back end's a little bit harder. Financial thing's easy. You know, you guys already do that. Second one is this, am I, but I'm really interested in God or is my interest come first? Like, I don't want to go to church. I want to go to, <laughs> sometimes I got to ask myself this stuff, right? How about my relationships? Right? Is he first in my marriage with my kids? Am I putting God first? Right? My schedule, that one too, man. You know, like, hey, God, I'm prioritizing you. And then think of this. Big one, last one's probably the biggest, man. When trouble hits and worries hit and fears hit, am I going to him first or am I waiting three days? Carrying it on my shoulder for three days when I could have gave it to him in three minutes. Come on, guys. Get up on your feet. You're doing great today. Come on. You did great. Clap for yourself. Come on. I'm telling you, you did great. This ain't easy. But don't carry it for three days when you could have gave it to him in three minutes and been done with it. Did you get that? Don't carry this stuff for three days when you could have gave it to him in three minutes and not had to even think about it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Relevant Live with Pastor Chris Sarnum. If you are interested in learning more about Relevant Church, you can visit us at relevantfl.org. And don't forget to subscribe to our channel to hear more messages like this one every single week. Thanks for listening.